Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Although we're ending the year on a sad note, someone very near and dear to us here on the Harlan Highway has passed away on Christmas Day. Oh, my gosh. So brokenhearted. George Michael has passed away. We're going to take your phone calls. We're going to read your emails. We're going to dedicate part of the show just talking about the late, great George Michael. Um, just a sad, sad thing. And then uh, also on the show, apparently my boss, Mr. Featherstone, is coming down to the studio. Apparently he's got some crazy new marketing scheme that he wants to do to replace me going out and doing a New Year's Eve podcast this year. So he's he's all about commercializing the podcast, trying to make money off it. I'm almost scared to hear what his plans are, but he's the boss, so I have to listen to him. He'll be in the studio later, Mr. Featherstone. Also, I want to play a wonderful, uh, inspirational, uplifting, positive phone message I got from one of the pavement pounders. This thing just lit my candle uh, made me feel great, and I thought I should share it with you guys because it was uh, such a such a generous and wonderful phone message. So here we go, gang. Last show of 2016. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Will? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's happening? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. <laughs> What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. <gasps> what is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Oh, boy. What a sad, sad way to remember Christmas from now on. Our beloved friend, a huge musical talent, a friend who used to call this podcast regularly, George Michael, singer, songwriter, producer, extraordinaire, has passed away on Christmas Day, 2016. Very, very sad. And I think all of you are sharing in the sadness. Dude, I think drunk George Michael's just passed away, and I think he's just trying to call it in. I wish he was calling, and unfortunately, poor George Michael has passed away, and perhaps we'll never be calling in again, unless maybe we have a seance or something, but many of you are feeling the grief. (laughs) Oh, Harland, I am so saddened today. I just got word of George fucking Michael dying. I don't know what to do now. I hope you sure share a tribute to him on your podcast. Please do so, my friend. Chicken chow mein. Oh, yes. Tears, tears. And we are doing a little tribute here. The first part of the show, we will talk about 
our dearly beloved past George Michael. It all came to us as a, a sudden shock, a surprise. A man of only 53 years old has a heart attack and dies suddenly on Christmas Day. Arlen, this is Zach. So, as I'm sure you've seen by now, uh, we lost George Michael. It's uh, really upsetting. Um, I know you uh, you two are going to have a love-hate relationship going on, so I didn't know how, how this was going to, going to affect you, being that uh, George Michael is no longer going to be calling the show. Um, or I know maybe this ghost might call, but then again, that might be too soon. Uh, anyways, um, I hope that you'll take uh, some time out on the podcast to reflect on this and let us know what you think, man. Until next time. Chicken chow mein, baby. Yes, Zach, you know what? I, I am going to take a moment to reflect because we've had a lot of fun with George Michael. You know what, Roger? No more funeral music. Put on put on some one of George Michael's songs. Let, let's let's try and bring this up a little so we're not all depressed. And I'm, I'm going to talk about my memories and the influence and, and the good times we had with George Michael. Hit, hit the music, Roger. Oh, there it is. Oh, careless whisper. How many times did we hear this when George Michael called into the podcast? Oh, I'm wailing with George Michael. You know what? In all seriousness, rest in peace, George Michael. You know, I used to I used to have him call in the show, and you know I did it just because <laughs> I I always found him to be an interesting character. He was he was uh, you know he was this huge pop star. He kind of popped to life in the '80s with this this kind of real kind of foofy boy band rock band pop band wham, where he was matched up with an equally kind of sexually ambiguous kind of, you know, interesting guy, uh, something Ridgely. His last name was Ridgely, Brian Ridgely, or I don't even remember his full name. And then George, uh, George splintered off and he became, uh, he became, you know, a solo guy. And then he kind of had some real artistic conflicts with the big music labels that he signed with. He was really embittered and he was really angry and and sour and there was all these lawsuits and money and all this creativity all of this stuff you know colliding and then there was George who got mixed up into you know some early sexual activity homosexual activity at a time you know in the early 80s when it was still kind of taboo to be gay and uh and then he got into trouble with some sexual activity in California. He got caught doing some indecent things in, a, in an outhouse or something or a, a men's bathroom in Beverly Hills or down at the beach or something. And then he, he kind of got into some weird uh, situations in his hometown in London where he got into all these car crashes and he was... You know, caught with heroin and he had drinking problems and, you know, he became a bit of a train wreck. But I just always thought he had an interesting life and an interesting personality. And in my quest to always kind of have the absurd and the quirky on my podcast, 
I just thought he would be a real kind of fun, oddball, quirky character to be part of the podcast. And I got a kick out of like pretending he was calling the show and I got a I got a kick out of doing his voice, you know, because he was always drunk and he didn't like it that I called I called him by one name instead of both his names, George Michael. And, you know, sometimes I portrayed him as lonely and just he wanted a friend and he was frustrated and he was upset. And he just he just wanted he just wanted people to love him. He was a bit of a susceptible character. And even though I, I had fun with him, I also kind of hoped that people had sympathy for him. And that they, you know, at the end of the day loved him because he was he was hurting and he was flawed and he was vulnerable. But yet he he also had this other side to him where he, he was a huge A-list celebrity and probably had the world at his feet, but didn't know how to didn't know how to manipulated, didn't know how to drive that car, so to speak. And uh, so I tried to mine some comedy out of it. And, um, you know, I tried not to be um, mean about it. I tried not to be, um, you know, cruel about it, but just kind of fun. And I, I secretly always wished, and I wonder to this day, because I know my podcast plays in the UK, and hello to all you in the United Kingdom. How are ya? Nice to hear ya, even though I can't hear ya. Uh, but I, I often wondered if somehow through the social media or through a friend of a friend of a friend, or I wondered if it ever trickled back to him. I wonder if, if he ever heard any of the George Michael episodes. I... I would be tickled pink to know that maybe George Michael laid in bed at night and listened and never said anything. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But I I always used to secretly wish that one day I would hear from him or hear from his people, whether whether it was a cease and desist order from his lawyer, like, hey, you got to stop making fun of George Michael. If we if you do it once more, we're going to sue your ass. Or if, you know, George Michael just called in one day and said, hey, look, all of this is the real George Michael. I love the way you take the piss out of me, mate. It, I fucking love it. It's so fucking funny. It's ridiculous, but it's funny. So I don't know. I doubt that he ever heard it. But for those of you in the UK, you know, I've never got a call on the Harlan hotline from anyone from the United Kingdom. This would be a great time to, if there's any of you in the UK that listen to the podcast and you listen to the George Michael segments, I would love to hear from my, my pavement pounders in the United Kingdom. None of them have ever phoned. And it hurts, man. It hurts. So maybe this is a good excuse for some of you, you, you Brits, you lovely Brits. Pit up the telly. Give me a, leave me a message, right? Talk to me. Give me a little, a little shout out about George Michael or whatnot, right? I would love to hear from you guys. But on a more serious note, George Michael was a real mega talent. He was a very talented guy, and he was a controversial guy, and he, he wrote songs that all of us have probably danced to or sung to or jumped around to or danced to or made love to or whatever. It is not easy to write a hit song, let alone to write, you know, 10 or 15 or whatever he had. 
And I came to really like the guy. And, and you're talking to a guy who, who kind of, you know, I grew up on, my, my thing was heavy metal, Black Sabbath and Jimi Hendrix and Led Zeppelin. And then I got into like pro, the Prodigy and I, I liked that heavy sound. But I also liked, I like soft, soothing, hip hoppy, you know, sentimental music. And George Michael kind of, if you listen to his albums, he had songs that were really poppy and danceable and just fun and goofy. And he also had songs that were were very slow and melodical. And there, there were songs that, if you listen to his lyrics, were, were painful and expressed his, his take on life and maybe some of his feelings about love and relationships and people and pain and sorrow and hurt and also joy and life. And, you know, he... He was a deep guy. He was actually, you know, from what I can pick up, a deep guy. I never met him. I never talked to him. But but I did end up, you know, I'm not the most likely candidate for listening to George Michael, but I actually, I actually did. I got a lot of enjoyment, and I'll continue to get a lot of enjoyment out of him. And, and not only that, but George Michael was around during a pivotal part of my life. You know, this is a guy that was around... Like, right after I got out of college. This was a guy that I, I would hear on the radio and watch on early MTV when MTV just broke. He was right there. He was one of the early guys to have videos in, in the world of the rock video. And he was there when I was getting out of college and I was just starting life. And I, I was scared and terrified and didn't know where I was going to work and where I was going to go and what I was going to do. And I, 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 you know, I didn't know if I'd have a girlfriend, if I'd get married, if I'd have kids, if I'd have a job, if I, you know, I didn't know. And here was this guy that was always singing in the background as the beats of my life started to unfold. And, you know, it, it's, you know, he was there through certain girlfriends. He was there through certain jobs. He was there through certain places in my life. I remember when I moved and lived in Germany for a while, I would... I would listen to him on my Walkman. I remember, you know, when I was starting my stand-up career. I remember when I'd travel to my first comedy clubs and bars to play, do stand-up. I'd see him up on the video screen. And so this guy was, uh, you know, part of the fabric of my life. And maybe that's also why I carried him into, into my podcast, because I actually had an affection for the guy. And I guess maybe in a roundabout way, I thought it might be actually hip to have a guy like him who had kind of faded from the spotlight. I thought it might be hip to have a guy like George Michael calling my show, of all people, George Michael, you know? Kind of forgotten, kind of washed up, but I think he was one of those guys we, we always believed. We, I think most of us always thought, oh, this guy's going to come back. He's going through a rough patch. He'll be back. He's too talented. He's he's not a flash in the pan. This guy, you know, he's going through the drinking and the heroin and whatever he's going through. But he's going to come back huge with a huge album. And I always believed it. So in closing, um, thank you, everyone, for your phone calls. And there's also a lot of letters. I'll read some of the letters later on at the end of the podcast um, about George Michael that you guys sent. But in closing, I just, I guess I want to say thank you to George Michael for all the beautiful music and joy and 
you know, all all the good positive things he brought to all of us, you know, all the all the good music, all the good memories, and on behalf of this podcast, the good kind of fun we had with him, even though he might not have been aware of it, you know, hopefully his name, his persona through my antics brought you guys some laughter. And even if you didn't like his music because of him, you might have benefited from some extra laughter. So, and I certainly had fun doing it and and it was never with uh, intended with any malice or mean-spirited if if you know, if someone from Michael's camp were ever to hear this crazy podcast, it was always it always came from a deep-rooted place of affection and caring and love and you know, gratefulness that that he injected uh, a lot of beautiful music, a lot of joy into my heart, and uh, hopefully to yours. And and I got to say that, you know, his Christmas carol, Last Christmas I Gave You My Heart, became one of my favorite Christmas carols. It's hard to create a modern Christmas carol. Think about it. They're all old. They're all like, chestnuts roasting on Noel Frosty. They're all like like 90 years old. And it's very difficult to create a brand new Christmas carol that people will accept and play. You know, it becomes a classic. And he did it. I think last Christmas I gave you my heart kind of fits right into that playlist. So that, that was always, you know, I always used to drive around in my car every Christmas and I'd be like, okay, I know it's Christmas time when I hear George Michael singing Last Christmas with Wham. And uh, so a lot of great memories. Rest in peace, George Michael. And um, for those of you that wonder if he'll ever be back on the show, I don't know if he'll reach out from the dead. But I did get a memo from Roger. Roger just sent me a memo through the glass here on my computer that apparently Boy George, uh, another 80s icon, uh, is a little too shook up right now, but apparently he's going to be calling in in the new year, early in January. Boy George from Culture Club. <laughs> Do you see where this is going? <laughs> Boy, jo- Boy George will be calling in to talk to us about uh, George Michael's um, tragic death. So thank you, everyone, for your letters, your phone calls. I hope you had as much fun and got as much joy from George Michael as I did. George, if you're listening, we love you. Rest in peace. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for everything. And uh, let's, Roger, let's move on. Uh, I think we have, uh, not that what the segment we just did was negative, but I want to, I want to jump into something that's even more enlightening, something to lift the spirits a little bit after talking about George Michael's death. I, I just got a wonderful Christmas uh, voicemail from one of the pavement pounders. Can we play that one, Roger? Because this one just this one just lit me up, lit, lifted my spirits, made me feel like a million bucks. Uh, play this uh, voicemail from one of our pavement pounders. Hey, Harlan, how's it going? It's uh, it's Christmas Day. Just uh, calling to wish you a Merry Christmas, man. I uh, hope you're doing well on your side of the world there. Uh, calling from Alberta, Canada. Uh, Canada, Alberta, or whichever you figure. But uh, just wanted to let you know, man, you know, I spent... A little bit of time alone today, uh, driving here and there, and I I was uh, kept company with your show, and just wanted to know that uh, you what you do here means a lot to I know me and a lot of people around the world, and you know you you're always uh, 
kind of a light at the end of the tunnel twice a week kind of thing. Uh, always a pick-me-up. Uh, I know, like, you know, during the election this year, this crazy year we had, you stayed positive when people were getting you down. And, you know, uh, a lot of people with the same opinion, you know, can look to old Harlan Williams to keep them going and, you know, keep them uh, afloat. <laughs> anyway, I just want to let you know, uh, I appreciate everything you do, uh, both, you know, podcast or comedy. I've been cranny since I was a, a young boy. But anyways, uh, Merry Christmas, man. I hope you have a, a good Christmas, and I hope you have a good New Year. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You know, what a what a wonderful, beautiful, amazing phone call message to receive. Now, this gentleman didn't leave his name, but I'm just going to call him Mr. Wonderful. I'll tell you what, bud, buddy, bud, buddy, bud, my broheem, brosif, that, 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 uh, you have no idea the power of that phone message. Uh, that just, you know, that, that just elevates my psyche to another level. You know, to hear that that you get so much enjoyment out of the show, that it means something to you, that you can be driving or walking or sitting at work and and I'm able to reach through your earbuds and and put a smile on your face or put a thought in your brain or or put some inspiration in your step or put some some questioning in your in your mind, you know. And to, to get that type of high praise from you and those type of compliments, it uh, it just um, it just it just makes the heart swell. And uh, I I so much appreciate those those very kind words. And uh, I didn't want you to to uh, you know not know that 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 means uh, so much to me. Thank you very much. And th- th- you know that's I've always said that to you to all you listeners. That's why I do this. It's it's really for the love of it. I, I, I love that maybe I can uh, have some type of, um, you know, purpose or meaning in your life, and it, it makes you feel good and happy and uh, brings you some joy. You know, I ain't no George Michael. I can't sing those pop songs the way he did to put a smile on your face. So I do this. I do this. I, I try to do this, and I uh, try to put a, sh- a smile on your face Well, you... You're shitting at the food court, eating your vegetables, <laughs> But uh, just a wonderful, um, wonderful, wonderful voicemail. I thank you so much. Alberta, Canada. You know, I lived up there for a while. And you'll know this place, uh, the, the gentleman who called. There's a place called Banff. Banff, Alberta. It's a, it's a national park. It's a provincial park within the province of Alberta, Canada, and one of the most stunning places you'll ever go in your life. The rivers and the lakes are turquoise green. The mountains are huge with, you know, the Rocky Mountains. You're in, you're in, the, you're in the most rugged part of the Rocky Mountains where they're towering and there's snow drifts on the tips and wind blowing them and <clears throat> herds of elk walking around and grizzly bears and mountain lions and I mean, it is just you know, mountain goats, mountain sheep. I've got so many wonderful stories out of Banff. And I think I've shared a few with you guys over the years. But uh, also, I've worked in, uh, in Edmonton. I've worked in Calgary. I've worked in Red Deer. I've, I've worked in all the little, little towns and cities all over Alberta doing stand-up comedy. 
always loved the Albertans. They've always been so faithful and good to me uh, as, as a fan base. And it seems like they've enjoyed uh, my comedy. And so uh, thank you so much. My, my uh, shout out to all, all you uh, Albertans that listen to the show. I truly appreciate it. Tell your friends to get on this damn highway and uh, let them laugh too. But I got to tell you, that's the type of phone call that not only made me feel really good about this year, you know, closing out the year, like to get that type of thanks and appreciation from somebody, but what an inspirational way to start the new year, right? Because there's a gentleman that says, keep on doing what you're doing. We love it. You know, you make me laugh. You like, and all, and so on and so on. And so, uh, it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, when you see a movie and there's a thing called a crossfade between scenes where they'll they'll fade out of one scene and then fade right up into another scene. That's that's what your phone message was. It was fading out of 2016 with inspiration and hope and fading into 2017 with inspiration and hope. So thank you again so very much. Um, great, great phone message. Um, and speaking of something not so great and I've been holding off on this but oh god is he coming he's in the hallway okay so apparently my boss Mr. Featherstone usually we go out and do something for New Year's Eve and uh I guess this year he's got a change of plans he's something he's not happy about something and so um He's coming into my office to talk to me about it, and I don't know what he's got in mind. Is he? Is he? He's here. Okay, do a commercial, and we come back. My boss, Mister Featherstone, is going to be in the studio. Good lord! Here's something totally different: Summer's Eve Feminine Wash, the first external feminine hygiene wash. It's non-irritating, so you can feel fresh and confident every day. Summer's Eve Feminine Wash, the first cleanser for women only. Hello. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, good. I I, I wasn't expecting you in, in the uh, studio here today. Well, you better expect me in the studio. I own it. Well, that's true, Mr. Featherstone, sir. You better believe your fourth gear it's true. My, my fourth gear? I think you know what your fourth gear is. Sir? Uh-huh. Sir, ah, sir, what? Why are you down here? Well, listen, we. uh, Let me put it bluntly, okay? Your last few New Year's Eve plod plops podcasts, sir. Plods, plod sclops podcasts, sir. Don't raise your voice at me, Captain Doolittle. Captain Doolittle. That's right. What do you mean our last podcasts haven't done well? They've been a stink out. That's what they've been. A stink out? That's right. Kind of like the bathrooms at your funny little bars downtown. Sir, I do not go to funny little bars downtown. Oh, really? Yes, that's right. Well, how about the uh, shaved onion at 4th and 29th? The shaved onion. Ah, uh-huh. Sir? Ah. Uh-huh. Sir, can you get to the point? My point is, stinkle butt. Sir, my point is that your last 
three or four New Year's Eve pod plops haven't made any money for my network. Well, that's not my fault, sir. You're the one that set up. You had me do the guide drop and velociraptors on ice. Well, this year we're going to make some GD money. Okay, how are we going to do that, Mr. Featherstone, sir? Well, if you listen to me and shut your pie hole, sir, I'm just talking. And I'm talking too, so shut it like a bear trap wrapped around fucking Hillary Clinton's cankles. Sir, quiet. Yes, sir. Now, here's how we're going to make money. Okay, you're going to do commercials. Wait a minute, sir. What kind of commercials? You're going to sell a new Christmas toy. What do you mean a Christmas toy, sir? You heard me. Uh, But before I get into that, can I ask you something? Yes, sir. Have you ever farted on a lava lamp? Sir, I don't fart on things. Why would I fart on a lava lamp? Because it looks like solid fart bubbles blowing around in a glass jar. It's, it looks like solid fart bubbles blowing around in a glass jar. What are you, an echo chamber? Sir, how are we going to sell a toy? Well, we're going to make a crap load of money and finally get you out of the black. What, do you, what are we selling, sir? It's a toy. Yes, I know. you said it was a toy, but what is it? Well, have you ever heard of this stupid toy, the elf on the shelf? What, the, the Christmas, the, the elf that sits on the shelf for Christmas? Yeah, that's right. That's why it's called Elf on the Shelf. It's not called Elf on the Toilet. Sir, I'm just making sure I know what you're saying. Elf on the Shelf. It's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You put a stupid elf doll up on a shelf, and it sits there. It looks like it's taking a shit all over your library. Sir? Well, it does. What about Elf on the Shelf? Well, this thing makes billions of dollars every year. It's a stupid Christmas toy. What does that have to do with us making money for your network, sir? Well, I came up with a new toy, and you're going to do commercials, and you're going to sell it. Wait, what? what is this toy? What am, I, what am I selling? Elf on the Shelf? No, it's my own creation. What? What is it, sir? Well, it's called... It's an elf. What, what do you mean it's an elf? Well, it's like Elf on the Shelf. Okay, well, somebody's already done Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, but not this one. Sir, what is your elf toy? It's called Milf on the Shelf. What? Milf on the Shelf. Did you just say Milf on the Shelf? Yeah, Milf, you know, a mother I'd like to... F- Sir? Sir, we know what Milf means. Yeah, I bet you don't. What's that mean, sir? Hard to find a MILF at the funny little bars you go to. Sir, I don't go to funny little bars. Oh, yeah? What about uh, Larry's got a can of alphabet soup down on 9th and 42nd? Larry's got a can of alphabet soup. Yeah? Sir? Yeah. Sir, I will not sell... What is it? What is MILF on the shelf? Well, it's a doll, and it looks like an old booze hound. She's got varicose veins, and her tits hang down to her belly button. Sir, that is inappropriate. What do you want me to do? It's a MILF. A mother I'd like to... F- Sir, do not say it on my podcast.
So what we do is we, you know, the shelf on the shelf sits up there in his little curly shoes, his little hat, his pointy ears, looks all prim and proper. Yes, it's a very cute toy, sir. Yeah, well, the MILF on his shelf, she sits up on the shelf with her legs wide open, her come-fuck-me shoes, and a bottle of Jack Daniels in her arm, and her makeup running down her face like she's been crying. Like somebody just had sex with her in a bathroom and the steam got in her eyes. Sir, this is unbelievable. A MILF on a shelf. A mother I'd like to... Sir, we get it. How the hell are we going to make MILF on the shelf the same way they make Barbie dolls? Except this old booze hound's going to be up on the shelf. She's going to be like a, wearing a Christmas miniskirt. Her ripped fishnet stockings, her varicose veins popping out, her lipstick running, maybe even have a black eye or something. Sir, that sounds violent and crude. Yeah, well, so does your underpants. Sir! Speaking of which, have you ever fought, sir? I have not farted on anything, okay? I'm tired of you asking me if I farted on things. Have you ever farted in an all-you-can-eat salad bar? Sir, I'm not going to fart around food. You should try it. It makes a ripple blow across the salad dressing. What are you talking about? When you bend down and fart in a big bowl of Thousand Islands dressing, it's like a little wave ripple, like a tsunami goes across, and it's all creamy. It's Oh, my God. People eat out of that. So? It's not like you've never smelled ass before. Sir? Now, are you going to sell this MILF on a shelf or what? Sir, I am not going to sell an old booze hound with her legs open and a bottle of Jack Daniels in her arms and her, her mascara running down her face. So she looks like Alice Cooper. Remember that guy with the black eye mascara running down the face? Sir? Now you're going to do this so we make money off your stupid plid plod. It's not a plid plod, sir. It's a podcast. Plod plod. Sir, it's a podcast. Whatever. Now we're going to sell MILF on a shelf or you're going to see yourself with a pink slip. Sir, you're going to do it. (sighs) When are we doing it? We're going to do it starting next October and you're going to make some... Some money off this thing. Yes, sir. And you're going to put them up on the bookshelf. And who knows, maybe we'll even get an elf on the shelf. And we'll have the elf on the shelf in between the milf on the shelf's legs. Pumping and humping. Sir! I am not going to have an elf on the shelf having sexual intercourse with a milf on the shelf. Oh, yes, you will. You'll see a pink slip. Oh, my God. Are we done here, sir? Yes, Happy New Year. Well, I, I'll try and have a Happy New Year, Mr. Featherstone. Yeah, I bet you will. You'll probably celebrate uh, the stroke of midnight down at one of your funny little bars downtown. Sir, I don't go to funny little bars. Oh, really? Well, what about this New Year's Eve down at uh, Johnny's Corn Dog? What, Johnny's Corn Dog? Yeah, that funny little bar at 3rd and 12th. Sir? Ah. Uh, sir? Ah. Uh, 
Sir, I, I gotta go. You get to work. You start figuring out how we can make this MILF on a shelf thing happen. And happy new year. Or in your case, happy new rear. Sir, I'm out of here. Happy new rear, you freak. MILF on a shelf, 2017. Good Lord. I hate to say this, but Jesus Christ, what the hell? MILF on a shelf. Oh, my God. It just never ends with this guy. So hopefully, hopefully we make some money on the podcast next year by selling MILF on a shelf. Unbelievable. You know what, Roger? Let's, can we just go back and end the show with something positive? Let, let's, let's have some more memories of George Michael. Play a little more of his music, and I want to I want to read a few of the emails we got from the Pavement Pounders about George Michael's passing, and then we'll come back and we'll we'll close out the show. Hit that music again. What an idiot milf on the shelf. All right, here we go. Let's let's read a few guys wrote in to the Harlan Highway about uh, about poor dear George Michael. Passing away. Oh my god. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just like wailing in my heart. Uh, here's a letter from John. It says George Michael dies on Christmas. Says, Hey, Har, I'm not sure how entirely, but George Michael passed away today. His publicist says he passed away in peace, which has a lot of people thinking, as opposed to what? He was in some sort of pain? Did he have an ailment? Did he have AIDS? Is George, bracket, sorry, George Michael, got to say the whole thing, still going to be a part of the comedy podcast that is the Harlan Highway? I sure miss the antics between you and him and Roger. Happy holidays, buddy. Love you and keep the fantastic comedy coming. Here comes 2017. Well, thank you, John. Uh, And the answer lies in the podcast that you just listened to, obviously. But like I said, we might be hearing from George, uh, boy George. So we'll see. Hang, hang in there to find out, okay? Here's a letter from Brian Walter. If your Michael Jackson character can survive, can your George Michael character also survive? Well, like I said, you never know. Who knows? Maybe we have a seance one day and George Michael comes back for a visit. I just don't know. Um... But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Here's a letter from Veronica. Oh, Veronica. Yes, we love Veronica. Regarding George Michael. Hi, Harlan. Just a heads up. George Michael has passed away. I think you should have George so furious that he rises from the grave to correct your pronunciation of his name. On another note, have you seen Clash of the Titans? Brackets 1981. Spoil alert. Medusa equals scary. But it turns out she's a big nothing burger. (laughs) I don't know how Clash of the Titans relates to George Michael, but thanks for the info. Um, And yes, thank you for alerting me. We are all saddened by the passing of sweet old George Michael. And while we're reading stuff here, why don't I read a few of the, uh, the tweets that got sent my way on my Twitter account. By the way, if you're not on Twitter and you want to Get on my Twitter feed. It's at Harland Williams. I am uh, an active tweeter. Another way I try to put a smile on your face. So join my Twitter page. But 
here's what some of the people on Twitter had to say to me. Raymond says, Harlan Williams, will George Michael visit the podcast again soon? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Morgasm Theory says, I loved when he called in. I hope with time and perhaps his ghost will call in. R.I.P. George Michael, Pavement Pounder for Life, hashtag. Well, thank you for that. John Meeker, Harlan Williams, wait a second. That wasn't really him? (laughs) No, it wasn't really him. Patrick Trimble tweeted, Harland, it's George fucking Michael Harland. Yes, I always got his name wrong. Jason tweeted, it's refreshing, and I like it that you do sincere tweets once in a blue moon like this one. Well, thank you, uh, Jason. Here's the tweet I put out regarding George Michael's death. I tweeted, so sad to hear George Michael has died. He was often a fictional character on my podcast in good fun. He was a mega talent and brought joy. Um, so there you go. A little bit of the Twitter action on my Twitter feed, at Harlan Williams, if you want to join my Twitter parade. Same thing for my Snapchat, at Harlan Williams. I'm always putting out funny little videos and things on there. Um, so, you know, join in, my don't ya? Why the heck don't ya? Um, let's get to some announcements before we end the show here. Uh, my first stand-up comedy gig of 2017, yes, West Palm in Florida, West Palm Beach, Florida. What a great place to start the year at the Improv, uh, January 19th through to the 22nd. Great place to start the year, uh, West Palm Beach Improv. And then uh, January uh, 26th, back to the West Coast, where I'll be in Tacoma, Washington, at the Tacoma Comedy Club, uh, January 26th to the 28th. Uh, A great club. It'll be my first time there. I hear it's fantastic. And then uh, in February, February 9th down to the 12th, I will be in North Carolina at Charlie Goodnight's. Oh, yes, Charlie Goodnights in North Carolina. But for all my stand-up comedy tours for this year, should you want to see uh, where I'm going to be, I might be in your town or city, go to my website, harlandwilliams.com, and check it out, man. Check out if uh, check, check, check the uh, stand-up comedy link and see if I'm touring in your neighborhood. You can buy your tickets right online. Also, check out the website. I added a new page. For those of you who have always been curious about my voiceover work, I added a new page for my voiceover, many of my voiceover and voice role works and animation. Uh, You might find that interesting to take a boo at. Uh, Also, uh, check out our store. HarlanWilliams.com has a store with tons of fun merchandise, great T-shirts and videos, DVDs, all that stuff. Also, you can write to me at the contact link at harlowwilliams.com, or you can call me and leave a phone message. Maybe you want to cry about George Michael, 323-739-4330. And don't forget, all you people in the United Kingdom, I'm waiting to hear from you. Don't be a bunch of layabouts. Get on the telly and call me. The United Kingdom, shout out 323-739-4330. And there you go. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you have a great, great, uh, fun New Year's Eve. 
Here's to an amazing 2017. Hopefully we don't see the MILF on the shelf. And uh, we can just bypass that. Hopefully Featherstone forgets about it. Uh, From me to you, all the best. Happy New Year. We love you here at the Harland Highway. And uh, until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Well, it's a doll, and it looks like an old booze hound. She's got varicose veins, and her tits hang down to a belly button. Sir, that is inappropriate. What do you want me to do? It's a MILF. A mother I'd like to... Sir?